I'm Lindsay Wilson, and this is Business of Glam, the podcast where we discuss business, beauty, building your best life, and everything in between. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. So excited to be here. And then we'll tell everybody a little bit about yourself and who you are. Um, my name is Nicole. I am a creative entrepreneur. I do a lot of different things. I have like 14 different jobs that make up my whole career. <laughs> um, my main, um, my main form of like income is burlesque. I own a burlesque product, uh, production company. Um, and I work with a troupe and we perform all over Denver and it's really exciting. We do things like dancing, burlesque, pool, hosting, um, and, and seeing whatever you need. Basically, we can do that. Um, I'm also a stylist. I work at a boutique called Femme Patel. It's on South Broadway in Denver. Yes. yes. Obsessed with clothes. Definitely have a shopping addiction. Same. Same. Yes. You're proud. You're within good company. Good. Yep. good. I'm <laughs> glad. I'm glad. I have to fill two closets. Yes. Yeah. I have a whole room. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah. So I do that as well. Um, I'm also a model. I do a lot of modeling and I'm a pet sitter as well. And I also have a podcast, just like yours, um, but it's about, um, it's called Wild Woman Rise Podcast. It's a podcast about um, friendship, pop culture, current events. Um, we talk about like sex and kinky stuff. We're very female oriented and, and we have a bunch of different guests and interesting people. So yeah, that's just a little bit of what I do. I love it. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about how you left the corporate world. I love that you also, the creative entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I was like, I feel like you need to coin that. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but how did you decide to leave kind of your corporate job mm-hmm. and kind of venture off into being a creative entrepreneur? Yeah, you know, um, it was a very risky and exciting decision. Um, and I'm glad that it's paid out. But yeah, before I decided to start my own businesses and become an entrepreneur, I was an HR business partner. Um, I was in corporate America in HR for since I was 21 for well over like 15 years. And I ended up getting my master's degree in that field as well. And, you know, I learned a lot. I'm, I'm grateful for all the education and all the corporate training that I received. But once the pandemic hit, um, I honestly did not want to be responsible for making policies that would try to fight a pandemic from the, from a corporate desk. It just didn't make any sense to me. A hundred percent. So I was like, you know what? I just don't want people laughing at me trying to figure out how to help um this company basically work through a pandemic it just wasn't for me it was already very challenging um human resources is an interesting field because you're dealing with people bringing their baggage and stuff to work so it was always already really stressful um i always got in trouble for the dress code (laughs) Being a burlesker, I was like always getting in trouble. So I was like, you know what? I might as well just try it. You know, I had some savings and I was like, this is the time. With the pandemic hitting, it really is like YOLO. And I feel like a lot of people went through like, okay, what's important to me and what's not? And, uh, you know, I've just been inspired by the creative community in Denver. It's it's really cool. There's a lot of cool artists and entertainers here. And I just thought, you know what? I'm going to give it a year. I'm going to give it my all. 
and see what happens. And it's worked out. I mean, it's been very challenging sometimes, but overall, I love being my own boss and it's just amazing. I love that. Yeah. I was like, I love that you said YOLO too. Yeah. I've been trying to bring that back for a while yeah. now. I know. Yeah. It's like, I like a little, I like a good YOLO. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then tell everybody a little bit about the burlesque dancing. How did you get into that? Yeah. Um, you know, funny story. Um, I'm very dramatic. I don't know if you're into astrology at all, but yes. I have a Leo moon. Okay. So when someone like hurts me, I transform that into something that's going to benefit me. So I got into a burlesque because um, actually I got broken up with by an ex-boyfriend and I was just not feeling good about myself. Um, I had really low self-esteem, like you know, there was some infidelity in that relationship and I just wanted to get my power back and just feel like strong and just be really feminine. And I had been to a few burlesque shows throughout the city and just became obsessed with everyone that I saw. I was like, this is the coolest thing. Like these women are so strong. They're up there taking off their top. And, you know, it's a little bit different from stripping as well. Like I love strip clubs and love strippers love it but when it comes to burlesque um it's just more of like um an art form yeah. in terms of you're telling a story instead of just trying to collect as much money as possible and i and the costumes are very elaborate it's very similar to drag and so that really fed my dramatic soul <laughs> and i was like you know what screw it screw him screw everything i'm gonna do this i've always wanted to try it and so you know, the first time I signed up for a workshop in Boulder with Boulder Burlesque and I finished the workshop, but when it came to performing, I chickened out. I totally chickened out. So I took a few classes after that and just made myself do it. And the first time I removed my top on stage, <laughs> it was amazing. Like I, I felt I came out of that feeling like I could do anything. And it really does like change you and gives you like this whole different kind of confidence that I wasn't even aware I had inside me. That's amazing. Yeah. I love it. Why do we as women always think it's our fault when somebody cheats? Uh, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's an interesting like concept that we always have. It really is. Cause I'm like, if Holly Berry's getting cheated on, oh, God, and like Megan Fox is main given. Yeah. yeah. Then I was like, the list could go on and on. J-Lo. Are you with if they can do it, then I don't know. If, I mean, I have no hope. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's just, I don't, I don't, honestly, you know, I did a lot of research on like, you know, masculinity, toxic masculinity, and even how we fit into it as women. And right now, I don't think it's us right now. <laughs> I don't think so. With our, we don't have to do the work as much as the men. <laughs> how do you think you found, I, I would feel like doing burlesque takes a lot of confidence. So after that first time. It was probably very empowering. But how do you, do you have any tips or tricks for anybody? I think everybody struggles with confidence. Yeah. Do you have any tricks on how to do it? Mine's fake it until you make it. Yes. <laughs> that is definitely, uh, that is, I would definitely like say the same thing. It really is about just, you know, digging deep. Um, I was thinking about this like on the way here and I often question myself, like, how did we end up here? Like, I'm excited to be like topless on stage, but really, how did we end up here? And I think for me, like confidence really comes from having a great support system. 
um, having people who believe in you, having friends and family. And even if you don't have that, most importantly, it's about believing in yourself Mm -hmm. um, and truly, truly, truly believing in yourself and taking the steps to like express that to the world. And I just think that for me, like, I just have seen being in HR, I've seen so many leaders, so many different types of leaders. Um, I've studied like a lot of like things like cult leaders, like how do you influence people? I've studied politicians like Donald Trump. Like, and so when I see people that like, it's not, it doesn't even matter what they're saying. It's how you present yourself. Yeah. And that's, kind of what the fake it till you make it is but it's more about like you believing in what you're saying and then being able to just sit with yourself and realize that if no one else is buying into what you're saying that's okay like you believe it and that's all that matters Mm -hmm. i love that yeah and then you have a troop right yeah the dream girls Girls. yes girls for less yeah how do you find like is it a community? Like, how did you kind of build that community, too? Um, yeah. So the way that my troop started, um, we started again during the pandemic. We had um, virtual shows initially. And then once the world opened back up, we moved to in-person. And it is a community within Denver. And it's very ingrained with, like, the drag community and the circus community. And um, I found... Penny Spectacular, she's um, kind of, she's my co-producer and she helps out a lot and she is a makeup artist. So I ended up having a um, birthday party at Coco Coquette. It's a store on Broadway. It's a little boutique with like wigs and jewelry and accessories. It's so cute. And she was doing makeup there and I was just obsessed. And I, if you have a chance to look at (laughs) Penny Spectacular's page, like it's amazing makeup. So she just blew me away and I knew as soon as I saw her I was like you're working with me and she's an amazing performer and then um my other dream girl is Suki Suksin um we met through Tease which is a dance studio um that has classes in Denver it's in Rhino and we just connected immediately because um Suki is like this free spirit um just she she gives me like Stevie Nicks vibes she's just so cute and she's so kind and we all had the same vision. That's that's the thing that I don't think people realize. And we may look at we may make it look easy, but for some reason there was divine intervention that brought us all together. And we have a couple other people in different states as well. Um, we have Blue Lightning in LA, and then we have Candy Cosmic in Chicago. But when we were doing the virtual shows, we just had the same vision. We had the same work ethic. They showed up. And so that's what's like made us successful. And and ultimately, our troop is based on friendship, too. And we won't let that get in the way of business. I love that. Yeah. How do you how do you guys keep that boundary? Um, You know, it's it's a challenge sometimes. I was like, because sometimes in business, you have to make like hard decisions. And I can see how like different people have different viewpoints or ways to handle certain things. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, we just really make sure that we're taking care of each other and communication and we're being super honest and transparent with each other and not, you know, 
not doing anything underhanded or not communicating if we're upset about somebody. And the way that I, and since I have all those management skills from corporate, yeah, like it's easy for me to like take in feedback, manage through other people's different, you know, strengths and weaknesses. That's what it's really about. Um, I, I know what I can, you know, I know what I can do with Penny. I know what I can do with Sookie. I know they're where I might need to step in more. So it's, it's really about like getting to know strengths and weaknesses and the goals too, because they all, they both have their own personal goals as performers as well. So really it's just like working together. And I think that it's really important as women too, that we stick together um, because they're, even in the, especially in the entertainment uh, industry, it's very competitive. So we need each other. So we realize that that the support and being close and loyal is really what makes us get a little bit further. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could imagine. Yeah. I mean, salon industry, it's probably, oh my gosh, it's probably similar. It's probably similar. Yeah. yeah. Scary. I know. I was like, I'm not competing against you. Right. There's like, room for everybody. There's room for all of us. <laughs> yes. And I remember telling somebody, it was like, in a, the salon industry, I'm like, I'm not competing with another salon. I'm competing yeah. with everything that women have to buy. Exactly. And men too. Right. But it's like clothes, accessories. Like, what are you going to budget for this month? Like, that's a category I fit into. Exactly. If I'm a fit for them, then I'm a fit for them. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And even like within the community, there's like little subsets. Um, we're very like pop glam, like out there. And then there's like Another community, which is the like the clock tower performers, they are more traditional burlesque. Um, and then you can have like the punks out there. There's like conscious circus, which is like clowns. They like blood. Like it's just very like punk. So um, and sometimes those communities don't always get along. And so that's why it's important. I try to work with everybody. Yeah. Like, as you said, because as women, we have to stick together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that leads us perfectly into your podcast. Yeah. It was Wild Women That Rise. Yeah, right. Wild Women Rise podcast. I love that. Yes. So what made you want to get started in podcasting? And um, You know, I love attention, obviously. If you just go to my Instagram, you're like, <laughs> oh my God, how much do you need? But no. Um, so a group of my friends, we had, we started this dm conversation on instagram and it's just hilarious like we would just be throwing it all out there like suzanne my co-host um in wild woman rise podcast she i know her so well that she would like send she would send the group like pictures of i don't know like her vagina or something because she just wants something checked like we were that close oh yeah like you know it's like, so, and it would just be funny. We would just pop off. And we just realized that the stuff that we were talking about, sharing information, mm-hmm. being supportive of each other, like, there are other people who could resonate with this. So, um, and who might, and, and the thing is, is that we started off with four and now we're down to two just because, you know, circumstances happen. There's no bad blood or anything. It just, you know, priorities change. Um, but we wanted to bring wild women to the podcast because we have such different perspectives. Like I am a burlesque performer an entertainer. I'm very outspoken and you, and opinionated single, 
like all the things. And then Suzanne is literally the opposite. She is a mom of two. She's a wife. She used to be a lawyer. She's now a coach. Um, and she lives in Pittsburgh. And she come, She came from a Southern upbringing where I come from progressive Denver. So these conversations were like interesting because we would all have our own opinions, our own experiences, but still able to love each other, accept who we are. And also just, you know, have hilarious conversations and talk about what's going on in the world. So that's how the podcast got created. And it's just been really fun and it's evolved. And we've had so many cool guests and learned so much. So it's just been a great experience. I love that. Yeah. And I think it's so great because those girlfriends are so important. They are. Especially the ones that you can send your vagina to. Right. And be like, can you check this for me? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we... we you know, we want this for, like, men, too. We talk about it all the time, like, how men don't have these really intimate conversations. Yeah. Um, and so we kind of wanted to be an example for, like, you know, the male groups out there, too. Mm -hmm. Like, you should be sharing information because it only helps each other. Yeah. Yeah. And people don't know things. And I was going to say one thing that I love about your podcast, too, is that for people that don't feel like they have somebody. Yeah, exactly. That is that close to them. Right, exactly. But they can have you guys. Exactly. <laughs> we wanted to reach out to the people who maybe didn't have that support system that they could be that transparent with. So, yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's hard to find those friends when you do. Yes. You hold Keep on. them. <laughs> hold on. You start a podcast together. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, my friends, um, they hate me. I'm a Capricorn, and so I'm like, if I like you, I want to work with you. So that's just how I am, too. Like, if you're going to be my friend, we're going to work together somehow. I love that. I love that. I was like, I'm a cancer. I'm the opposite. Oh, nice. No, but we'd be besties. We are. We are like mom and dad. Yes. Yes. Yep. <laughs> We're the perfect opposite. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Tell us a little bit about, do you, do, we were kind of talking tarot cards and astrology. Yeah. I'm surrounded by them. I'm excited I, to see you're into that. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> And you do tarot card readings too, right? Yes, I do. I do astrology and tarot. I have another business called The Sensual Empress, and that's where you can go and book readings, um, either tarot, astrology. We also do events. Um, and Suki Suksin, my tarot reader, she's more of the expert. I do both, but I prefer astrology, but I do both. Um, she also does like a little bit of palmistry too, which is really fun. That's so fun. Yeah. How did you get into astrology? Because I feel like I bought a ton of books and I'm like, I don't know. It just seems like a lot. Yeah, it <laughs> is a lot. And you know what? I have no idea. I have been doing astrology. I've been interested in it since I can remember like being able to remember anything or like read like I think I saw Sailor Moon like in the 90s or something like that and I just became obsessed yeah. and I feel like astrology found me I was I don't come from like a religious background so there would be no reason for me to even need to connect or know that when I was younger but yeah I, since basically like middle school I've been obsessed with astrology studying it for forever so i'm it's it's been really cool to see how it's like taken off over the last five years on social media and stuff like that and see all the new astrology people and how it's very available now to more people so that's really exciting it is yeah i was like i'm obsessed 
Yes. I'm like, I feel like I read things and I'm like, oh my God, that's so right. It's so helpful to like, you know, guide you in making decisions or if you just honestly need just some sort of like validation. It's it's good too. Yeah. Yeah. Have you do you use the app the pattern? No, what's that? Oh, it's one of my favorite apps. Really? But it's kind of astrology, but it like gives you daily horoscopes. Oh, it cool. also tells you your pattern in life. So it'll tell you like what you were here for and it kind of dives deep. But then one of the things I love about it is instead of charting out, like you pop in your time and date of birth and where you were born (laughs) and you can just have like a quick reference. Like Like it tells you what your moon is, like where everything was. Because it's kind of hard to remember sometimes. I'm like, oh, I don't remember. I know. Yeah. It took me a while to memorize things. And like once you pull up your your birth chart the first time, you're like, what am I looking at? Yes. This is intimidating. Yeah. So yeah, it's good to have those kind of apps that make it a little bit easier. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. You'll have to check it out. Yes, I will. <laughs> I definitely will. Because I, um, I, the only app that I use, I, I don't have to use an app too much. But the only one that I'm aware of that's like super big is CoStar, and so I'm I'm. But I want to find something else. So this pattern sounds interesting. It is very interesting, yeah. and it'll tell you like your cycles that you're going through in your life, t- like in your lifespan. Nice. Yes, and it kind of breaks it down into like love and relationships, and then you can partner with like people, so other people that have the app. So it'll send me messages like, Tony you know, maybe benefits from having these kinds of conversations or struggles with this type of thing. So it'll send you messages if you link yourself with people. I love that. So it like automatically just reveals like love languages. So you don't even have to worry about it. Yes. Yeah. I love it. I like when a little notice pops up and it's like, your friendship. Nice. (laughs) I wish that they would create a dating app that would take all that work out of for, like take the work out for me. I know. Come on. How do you navigate being single in Denver? (laughs) Trust me, this bad one. I'm there too with you. Oh my goodness! You know, <laughs> I really, I am going to try to sound positive right now, but I have been single for four years and enjoying it. You know, um, but dating is definitely a struggle, especially as as a strong, independent woman who doesn't need a man for money or anything really. So, yeah, it's just interesting, especially me being a burlesque performer i don't know how to pick a normal a picture <laughs> so like a lot of the times i'm misperceived and i am like the most boring person ever like despite what you see on instagram like trust me not that much is going on in terms of dating or anything else so you know but i'm i'm, I'm trying to get away from dating apps right now honestly it just hasn't worked for me this whole four years so i'm really hoping to meet somebody organically eventually but I just work so much that I'm not yeah. I'm not too worried about it, honestly. It don't happen when it happens. I think that's kind of the attitude. Yeah. To have. Yes. I couldn't do that. No. I tried. Yeah. I am actually banned from Tinder and Hinge. Oh. Yeah. I've been banned from Tinder for like three months. But Hinge was just recently. And it's because like I will go on there thinking that, okay, I'm ready for this. I'll give it another try. Yeah. And literally it'll be about an hour and I will start a conversation with somebody and I'm like, I can't do this because they're just so like, they're just these very not, I guess like shallow conversations or like you just can't really get past much 
um, in the dating app. So yeah, like Hinge was not happy that I only had it for an hour and deleted it. So they're like, you know what? Your Apple ID is banned. And I was like, oh, okay, it's a, it's fine. I've been, you know what? That's the universe telling you just be off the app. Yeah. <laughs> this is not for you. Okay. Like people are really trying and you're not. So I get it. It's fine. Yes. <laughs> and I feel like everybody in Denver dates the same people. So I'm like, yeah. I'll find you somewhere in a bar yeah, or something. I out swear. to dinner. I have seen the same four, like the same people on there over yes. and over again. So I'm like, okay, I don't even need to. I already know what's on. I know. It's kind of like high school dating and member. Yeah, member. <laughs> I was like, I don't buy the member. Aren't there, there's more men here than women? Supposedly. Really interesting. My girlfriend posted something on her Instagram story that like this was the number one place to date. What? I've never heard that before. And I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> yeah. I would like to see the statistics of the study and yes. who was asked about this. Are we talking about short-term dating or long-term dating? Exactly. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, no. Yeah, no. Well, how do you, because you do do so much, like you said, you work a lot. How do you balance it all? Um. Yeah, I think, again, it comes from my corporate background. I think it's really important to have a schedule in place. So I have, like, certain days where my, my schedule sounds really funny, but, like, Wednesdays are for rhinestoning, like, you know, because you have to rhinestone everything when it comes to I, You know, that takes a long time. It takes a long time. Do not discount the rhinestoning. Please. Like, you guys <laughs> have no idea. It's a lot. So, yeah, so I really... That's the one thing that I think people might misunderstand when you're an entrepreneur. And I can see where people get taken over and self-care just completely gets lost because there's always work to be done. And that's and you have to hustle. You have to be motivated um, intrinsically. And so when it comes to like self-care for me, being really organized staying like within my day like I will plan like an hour I'm going to do administration stuff for an hour and then I'll go to the gym or something and then I'll come back and have lunch take a break and then get back into it um again my friends and my family they they I'm a workaholic for sure so it's I'm the Capricorn almost, it's the Capricorn and yep. Anna Virgo rising for all you astrology people out there um and they pull me out they're like it's okay. Like you can rest. I sometimes feel guilty for taking a nap, but then I know that, you know, it's important. And I have had periods where I've just been working, 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 working nonstop. And my, my body will still stop me no matter what. Like I will become more clumsy and hurt myself. I'll like sprain my ankle and then I have to stop. So instead of doing that, I've gotten better at like scheduling stuff and really prioritizing time with like friends and family and learning how not to feel guilty about that is super important. And for me, the things, luckily my job is also self-care, like dancing. I have to work out and dance. Um, stay. I try to stay in shape and stuff, even though like I love how the modeling industry has changed and there's all types of shapes and bodies and stuff like that. But for me, um, I need to incorporate exercise and stuff. That's definitely huge for me in terms of self-care. Um, I write a lot. I journal. I love reality TV. All my Bravo fans out there, hit Ooh. me up if you ever want to talk. I've, I've seen, I watch all of it. All Same. of it. All of it. Yay. For, well, that's a lie. Oh, I don't watch Summer House. Why? I yeah. have. 
Why? I just don't continue along with that. I mean, you're not missing much. It's pretty much the same season every time. I feel like after like the third season or yeah. something, I was just like, why am I going to continue to watch them? It's just the same stuff over and over again. It's true. It's yeah. true. And now there's like a winter house. Yes. <laughs> but at least the winter house, they brought like new, more people on. That's true. That's true. I do like the new people um, because like, I don't like that the Southern Charm guys are on there, but whatever, I'm over them. But yeah, I love TV. I love watching TV. That's a big stress reliever for me. And then I love playing with animals. You know, the, that's always like very like just a totally different type of love that I love too. That always helps me as well. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen the Real Housewives of Jersey? Of course. Yes. New ones? Yes. Yeah. I am on Team Melissa, of course. Yes. I always have like this like tear. I want I like can't decide which side I am. I because I think Teresa's just been around for forever. I she's know. like the OG of like Jersey. She is the OG and she's the one who like, you know, started the table flipping. Yeah. I all do that now. They all throw drinks in each other's face and flip tables. And you know, I love Teresa. My Suzanne, my co host, she does not like Teresa, but Bless her heart. She's so special. <laughs> She's trying. She's trying. She is. She really is. Okay. <laughs> She's trying to get there into a Zen spot. I don't yeah. know. I don't understand her logic ever, but it's funny. It's a great TV watching. And I was always like, I remember dating this guy and he was like, so your way to decompress is watch other women yell at each other. And yes. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. A hundred percent perfect. <laughs> I, I figured out how to solve problems by watching okay the housewives because i've had some issues with friends like that so i'm like oh wow okay oh yeah and do you watch miami i was like we'll digress into this yes no miami is like my favorite good i love the cutthroatness of alexia and oh my gosh oh lisa poor lisa i can't wait to see how that unfolds i think she's already like in love I saw on Instagram. I'm glad. She probably needs some help. Like, I can't see her being too self-sufficient, so I'm glad she got somebody. (laughs) I loved it with Nicole. Right? That's the blonde. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With the short hair. Sent Larissa the disinvite to her and the trip party. (laughs) I was like, that is savage. Like, maybe one of the most savage things I've ever seen. I know. She's, She's definitely, like, pulling her weight this season i don't yes. think she has the last two she seasons. was kind of boring before. she was and now she's like i better step it up or yeah. otherwise i'm gonna get kicked off mm-hmm. but i will always and forever love adriana too because she's like so dramatic in this last episode you would have thought like she oh, fell man. off a bridge the the brooklyn bridge or something <laughs> i literally was like i have friends like that but i was like oh come on pull it together <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah there's always one you have to have one, yeah. Um, and then I was like, I love what you were talking about with the guilt mm. of like the resting. I have to remind myself all the time, yeah, that it's okay because yeah. we don't really have business hours. Mm-mm. Like the salon can be open certain hours, but I'm having staff or I'm having people contact me all the time, mm-hmm. so I don't run a regular eight to five right schedule. Same. Nor do I have weekends off. Right, you say no. all the time. There's <laughs> always something that needs to be done. There's always an email to follow up on. So yeah, it's and you know, also if you're like very on top of stuff and responsive, and if you do decide to take a rest and you don't get back to somebody, you may hear about it. So yeah, yeah. 
I know. I was like, I'll miss like messages and I'll be like, oh, I'm going to go check my calendar and then I'll like get back to it. And yeah. It's like long gone. It happens. If it's not written down, it doesn't exist to me. Yeah. I live by my calendar for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are there any other little self-care routines that you like to do? Um, let's see. Oh, well, tarot plays a lot into that. I was going to say astrology. Yes. Um, I definitely do tarot every day. Um, I pull at least one card, um, just to kind of like set the intention for the day. Um, I don't always remember what card I pulled and it doesn't matter, but it's just like a good way to like tap into my spirituality and just see what direction I want to go in. And then if that card actually plays out in a way that I remember, then I can just refer back to it because I am a control freak as well. I, a big part of why I succeed so well is because I really want to control my environment. So tarot actually helps me with that because it's like, here, this is potentially what could happen. The the tower card, like the unexpected is going to happen. And I'll be like, you know what? Okay. And then something crappy might happen and I can be like, you know what? It's all right. I knew this is going to happen. It's how I react to it. So that's how tarot is a huge part. uh, And astrology too is a huge part of um, self-care for me, especially like on a daily or weekly basis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was like, I always am like checking my daily horoscopes. Yeah. My girlfriends will be like, are you sure you didn't write this? I was like, I know it's really spot on. (laughs) But I was like, I'm a recovering control freak. Yes. So recovery. I'm trying still in it. I'm trying to recover. (laughs) Nice. I'm trying to let things go. But I was like, having my daily horoscope does like kind of like how your tarot. I was like, it kind of sets my mood for the day. I'm like, oh, something bad's going to happen or this might fall through. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just prepares you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. So Bravo Addict. Yes. Close Addict. Yes. I was like, I think we just became best friends. Okay. I'm glad. Let's do this. Tarot, astrology, all of the things. Single. Okay. You're going to get rid of me after this. (laughs) But tell us a little bit more about like your styling and the boutique that you're at. Yeah. um, Yes. My favorite. Um, I'm. I was like, I think that would be so much fun. It is so much fun. There's nothing better than like having the privilege of being able to help people find clothes and items that make them feel sexy. Um, yeah, like I said, I work at Femme Fatale on South Broadway, and it's owned by um, Angel Mac. She is amazing. She is the buyer for the store, and she just has incredible taste and style, and she's actually helped me evolve as a stylist as well. And yeah, so at Femme Fatale, we sell lingerie, um, swimsuits, accessories, and, you know, like club clothes, or if you're going to go out for the night, we have really cute stuff and like thigh highs. And it's so fun working there. We meet so many people. And, you know, I, when I first started working there, for some reason, it didn't even connect with me that I would be helping people who identify as like male or, you know, um, non-binary people or just, you know, men who want to wear women's lingerie and stuff like that and clothes. And what I love about the boutique is that it's inclusive of everyone. And that's super important. We we really strive to make sure that anyone who wants to wear lingerie, swimsuit, accessories, whatever, no matter what, we have men and women clothes in there, but, you know, mostly just for females or, or whatever, whatever you would consider female. I say everything is for everyone in the store, but that's something that I really like, especially helping like 
those who are transgender who are going through the transition and may not know like what looks good on them yeah those types of clients are like super rewarding and i really love working there because also we just get a lot of like you know new moms that are trying to fit into their you know new bodies and just feel comfortable and when we can match their size and like make them feel confident and like ready for a night out or like to impress their man or just for themselves too i get yeah. really mad when someone comes in and they're like oh i want to buy this but i don't have anyone to wear this for and i'm like excuse me I have been single for four years and I am covered head to toe uh-huh. on lingerie right now and I made it work with streetwear. So what are you talking about? You don't need now, somebody. I bring my lingerie look. I like like to wear it under like suits and stuff. Yes, exactly. Like a little. Yes. A something body lacy or yes. yes. A lacy bodysuit with like a jacket, some jeans. You're ready. Mm-hmm. You're looking hot. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is Denver. Okay. Denver, you need help out there. I'm sorry. Some of you need help. <laughs> I know that we're a very outdoorsy place. I know. Oh, look, you're not always in the mountains. So let's sex it up a let's little. Let's sex it up. Oh, come on. This is a big city. We got to compete with like LA and New yep. York now. So, you know, if you need some help, you can definitely come and see me up in Beidou. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm going to have to come and see you. I was like, because I am also a believer of like, you wear lingerie for yourself. Absolutely. It's not for anybody else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, no. It's not. And I, my style is definitely um, a combination of lingerie all the time. And um, I like to make, I like to match streetwear with it. And I have like a very bright style. I hate black but i'm forced to wear it at femme fatale which is okay which gives me a creative challenge and i like it actually um and then i also i'm very much into like thrifting love it love it love it love it my favorite store is goodwill arc and mile high thrift here and yeah i can spot stuff in a thrift store like nobody's business so and I really think it's important to be like a conscious budget shopper too, because you know I'm I'm an artist and I live off the artist salary, so that's important to me too. And I really like to be a role model again, just to get really creative with clothes. It's it's another way to express yourself. And I cannot leave my house unless I feel like yes, like this is the look. Yeah, yeah. I know everybody's always like, oh, it's so vain. I'm like. But when you look good, you feel good. Yeah. And so you do have a different confidence about you. Exactly. You do have a different attitude when you're like presenting yourself. You do. Yeah. I totally agree with that. 100%. Good. Play the part. Mm-hmm. Feel good. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank this you. was so amazing. So much fun. We're going to have to have you back on. Please. Yes. If you so need great. like an astrology segment, yes. or segment, I'm here. I would love all of those things. <laughs> yes. So we'll definitely have to touch on those next time. Okay, cool. How do you stay so creative? Um, I was like, do these ideas just like flow to you or yeah. do you have like certain practices that help you stay creative and come up with things? Yeah, that's a great question. Nobody's ever asked me that before. Um. Yeah, you know, I do think I'm just naturally creative. And it's something that's been stifled for a while. Again, because I was in the corporate world so long, like I didn't have an outlet. Like as an adult, you don't really have that many opportunities to express creative, like something creative like art or um, singing or dancing. So I'm always like influenced by other people in this in the city too 
And so I'm glad I had that opportunity. But I also do a lot of like journaling. Um, I have like this journal that gives me prompts on just like think of a recipe that you would uh, a new cookie or something like a new cookie you're gonna go to a drag show and you want to sell your cookies like what cookie would you come up with that would be popular so I do like creative exercises as well okay um that really helps me and I'm very inspired by movies tv um my troupe the people that I perform with they inspire me I'm always like just like oh teach me everything you know so just surrounding myself with people that I look up to and have role models and like-minded creative like-minded people yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i love that yeah tell everybody where they can find you you can find me on instagram all the things um at penny please that's p-e-n-n-i-e please um and also you can follow my troop at dreamy burlesque and if you want astrology and tarot you can go to the central empress and we perform all over Denver. So our next show is going to be, well, we're all over the place. So um, just follow Dreamy Burlesque and you'll see we perform at places like Blush and Blue, Slashers. If you're into like horror and you like scary stuff, we're all about that. Um, we perform at Colorado Saki and we have fun shows there. We have like a superhero show coming up and like video games. So, yeah, we try to think of like really quirky things that we can take our clothes off to because why not, you know, make it make it sexy. I love that. Yes. Thank you again so much for joining us. Yeah, thank That's you for so fun. Me. You'll have to come on my podcast. Yes, I would yes. love to. Yes, yes. And you can also find me at um, Wild Women Rise. We have a new episode that drops every Monday. It's me and my co-host, Suzanne. So we'd love, we'd love for you to tune in and hear all the silliness that goes on. I love it. I'm Lindsay Wilson, and you've been listening to Business of Glam. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, and don't forget to subscribe, review, and download this podcast. If you're ever in the Denver area, be sure to come by and see us at Glamour Bar. Until then, stay glam.